0: Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. Thank you so much for checking out this video, checking out this podcast. We really appreciate it. We got a lot to get to today. It has changed up multiple times as to the way we were going to tackle today's show. But let me just start off with this, because what we've got at the time of day that we are doing this podcast, the Trump team is going to be holding a press conference in approximately three minutes, okay? I don't know if, if they're going to start on time or not, but we're going to keep an eye on it, and I will bring it to you on this podcast, even though I have no idea what it's going to entail, but I figure... Hey, if you miss it and you watch this podcast first, maybe I can throw in a little commentary in between and we can kind of watch it together, see what happens. Who knows? We'll we'll find out the hard way. So off the top, what's happened since the last episode? We've got a a couple different things involving Michigan and involving Wisconsin, okay? Now first, Michigan, which we talked about yesterday, uh, you had... The, the the two guys that were attacking the two canvassers and basically threatening them and their families, doxing their children and what schools they go to, uh, telling them that they will be known as racist and they will make sure of it for the rest of time. They will make sure that everyone in the state and the community and the country knows that they are racist They were trying to silence black voices and black votes because they refused to certify the election results in Wayne County, Michigan uh, because of uh, irregularities and and shady business that we all see right in front of our eyes. That's what's amazing about this whole thing is we all see it. (laughs) It's right here. Even the people that claim Joe Biden uh, legally won this race, they see it as well. They just, you know, they, they decide to turn a blind eye to it. And pay no attention of it. They just brush it off. And we all know people like that. There's tons of them on my social media. But uh, last night, as I'm I'm watching and I'm assuming that, from what we understand, those two canvassers that refused to certify the results that they gave in because they were threatened, and, you know, it, you, you almost understand that, that if your family is threatened, you'll do anything to protect your family. Right. I think we're most from from most of us are from that mindset. So those guys said, "You know what? It's not worth my family being harmed. Just go ahead and certify it whatever. It's it's not like certification's the end of the road anyway." But then at some point last night, those two canvassers said, "You know what? This is not right, and we are not going to sign the documents that certifying the, the vote count here in Wayne County, they stood up. They decided, we're going to be patriots. We are going to be heroes for the MAGA movement. and And really heroes for the Constitution to make sure, because I don't know these people's leanings, but I have to assume they're standing up because they want the election to be on the up and up. So they stood up and said, we're not signing the documents now. What happens next? I'm not exactly sure, because I'm I'm not in tune with Michigan law, and I don't know if, uh, if it's allowed for them to vote, to certify the results, and then not sign the documents. I don't know how all that works. I just know that they are standing up against this, and that is a win for the Trump team. You also have something we talked about yesterday with Wisconsin, and the recount where apparently they had an emergency meeting at like 6 p.m. last night, as the Trump team is filing and, and paying for the recount, an emergency meeting to set in place rules that would make the recount impossible or an audit of the vote to make sure all the votes are on the up and up to make that impossible and make the recount useless. So the, the Board of, of Elections or, or whatever it's called in Wisconsin Six members, from what I understand, they went to vote on those new rules and the result of the vote was 3-3, to which is a tie, which means they can make no changes to the recount rules. So here we go. Two big wins for the Trump team and then they are holding this press conference here uh, at any time. It actually was supposed to start two minutes ago and let's see, I'm just going to try to keep an eye on this and make sure we don't miss it Um, because I want to bring it to you guys in real time nothing with the Trump campaign ever starts on time so I didn't expect it to be uh, off the top I hate to go to Fox News to see if they're carrying it they probably are because here's what I wanted to do for today's podcast I wanted to talk about Fox News and the ratings crash that they're currently dealing with because it's bad and I'll probably depending on how this press conference goes we'll probably talk about that as well if not We'll handle it tomorrow, but we are keeping an eye on this. Maybe, hmm, we'll see. I know this is a video, guys, but you're dealing with Andrew McLean in real time, so you just got to deal with it. I mean, let's be honest; half of y'all just turn this video on and don't even pay attention, so it's really not that big of a deal. Okay, here we go. I've got the Trump press conference. We'll go ahead and pull that up as I kind of assess everything else. Let's see here. Let's see if we can't. There we go. Look at this beauty. We'll put it down here. For those of you on YouTube, uh, let's put it down here in the corner. Yeah, that's good. Why is, my, why is my camera frame not fading like it's supposed to? What's the deal with that? Let's see. Let's let's try this again. Oh there it goes. Look at that. Look at that. We fixed it. Okay. All right. So here in the corner you see let's move this over a little bit. It's a little bit in the way. Um We'll have the uh the the press conference there. So as soon as it starts we can all see it and you know, we'll go that route. But So, Michigan, Wisconsin, two big wins for the Trump campaign. I have to imagine that they will address that in this press conference, but who really knows? Honestly, from what I understand, this is a press conference being held by the RNC. I don't know who that entails, maybe Ronald McDaniel and some others, but um, I have... uh, I have no idea. More of no idea who's who's involved in this. But I got to imagine after a couple of big wins that it's going to be huge. And again, uh, this is stuff that is day after day after day moving in the column of the Trump team. And you're seeing a lot from the left that gives you the signal that they're getting a little panicked. I'm seeing things on Twitter. I'm seeing things said by people that are making it quite apparent the Democrats are nervous. Now, you remember just days after the election, because what are we, like over two weeks out, we're like 16 days since the election. This is, what is today? Uh, November 19th, 2020. Days after the election... The Democrats are like, it's done, it's over, the media's called it, we've got to push it on through, we've got to get Joe Biden, the transition team, you know, Joe Biden's standing in front of a podium with behind him, it says the office of the president-elect, which is a completely made-up office, he's not the president-elect, there is no office of the president-elect, none of it, it's all made up, it's all about optics to convince the public that this is over, and that Trump who they've painted as some guy that throws a temper tantrum all day, every day is just doing what Trump does. He's lost and he's just pitching a fit. And there's a lot of people that buy that. There's a ton of people that buy it because they've been brainwashed by what the media tells them. It's why the enemy is the, the enemy of the people. The media is the enemy of the people and not because you should be forced to like Trump. You should have your own opinions. Unfortunately, the media does not allow you to have your own opinions. If you consume enough of it, and I'm not just talking news channels, I'm talking media on the internet, whether it's the, the Times or the Washington Post or uh, you know I- any of these websites, Mother Jones, um, uh, Raw Story, wh- whoever it is, they're constantly pumping this propaganda. And now, now social media is into it. Right, So every time, every single post I make on social media has a disclaimer about this claim is disputed or click here for actual facts about the 2020 election. If any of you have actually clicked on that, you will see that Facebook has declared Joe Biden the winner as well. So Trump is up against a lot. A lot of stuff. He's up against some of the biggest forces that any any politician has ever gone against. And it's important to know that a, a lesser politician, anybody else and I can't I've racked my brain on this. I can't think of one single person that if they were in Trump's position would still be standing there today contesting the election. Not one person, they would have given up days after the they would have given up election night as the news media started calling it now keep in mind fox news fox news was pretty much the first one they they were the one that had joe biden out in the with the biggest lead all night long and then they eventually called it and that was really the downfall of fox which is what we're going to talk about tonight or today and they seem to only be getting worse with the direction they were heading instead of backtracking and, and trying to get back to their roots and what's made them successful they're doubling down and I, I don't necessarily understand that what we do know about the the steps that they have taken to try to get this under control they've hired a crisis management team and they've brought it they've brought it to the company in in, in an attempt to try to figure out what they can do in order to reverse the damage that they've done because now their ratings are absolutely tanking they're sinking like the titanic and you're starting to see some of these other news stations like msnbc and cnn surpass them and even newsmax newsmax is starting to surpass some of fox's other channels like fox business they're surpassing channels like cnbc and others and that's only going to continue it will not be long until Newsmax is actually ahead of Fox News in some of their primetime ratings. Because their ratings between Newsmax and what's the other one? There's Real America's Voice, uh, OAN. There, there's, there's three or four of them that have seen a dramatic jump in this mass exodus of, of Fox News seemingly leaning left and and really what it comes down to is Fox News is coming off as if they want Trump out of office and I explained this to you guys before it's almost as if they want to get back to the days where the opposition is in the White House so they can use that as you know a, a, a something that they can boost their ratings with and they can you know hate on the president 24 7. Here is the press conference finally starting. Looks like Ronna McDaniel, I think, is there. Oh, you got Rudy Giuliani, and you've got Sidney Powell. So here we go. The Trump press conference. And, of course, it seems we have no sound. That's perfect. That's not how we want to do a press conference now, is it? Let's try to refresh this bad boy and see what happens um no no I'm not going to have any sound let's see no we're going to have to go somewhere else and get it guys let's see here I mean this is this is what's bad it's on the president's official uh Facebook page and it's not working that's not a good sign guys let's back out of here we got too much going on. Let's try to go to. Let's see if Breitbart's carrying it. Breitbart's. Um, they're in the corner here, the, but um, they got some audio. The American
1: citizens that have come forward are. Uh,
0: Rudy Giuliani.
1: Extraordinary number of people, extraordinary number of witnesses. And what emerged very quickly is is it's not a singular voter fraud in one state in a number of states, almost exactly the same pattern, which um, to any experienced investigator, prosecutor, would suggest that there was a, a plan from a centralized place to execute these various acts of voter fraud specifically focused on big cities and specifically focused on, as you would imagine, big cities controlled by Democrats and particularly focused on big cities that have a long history of corruption. The number of voter fraud cases in Philadelphia could fill a library. Just a few weeks ago, there was a conviction for voter fraud and one, two weeks before that. And I've often said, I guess sarcastically, but it's true, the only surprise I would have found in this is if Philadelphia hadn't cheated in this election because for the last 60 years, they've cheated in just about every single election. You could say the same thing about Detroit. Each one of these cities are cities that are controlled by Democrats, which means they can get away with anything they want to do. It means they have a certain degree of control over, certainly control the election board completely, and they control law enforcement, and unfortunately, they have some friendly judges that will issue ridiculously irrational opinions just to come out in their favor. So let's start with the specifics. Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, the margin of victory now for Biden, which is a not a victory, it's a fraud, is 69,140 votes. The reality is that we are now at a count of 682,000 770 ballots for which we have affidavits that there was no inspection of that ballot at the time that it was entered in the vote. It was a mail ballot. Mail ballots are particularly prone to fraud. We were warned about that by Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter and Secretary Baker in a report about a dozen years ago in which they said that mail balloting is particularly Uh, susceptible of fraud, that we should very carefully consider ever doing it, and that it can be taken advantage of. Justice Souter warned us of the same thing in a comment in an election law case. And even the New York Times wrote articles about how uh, dangerous mail voting, mail in voting was. And um, this is the first time we ever did it en masse, and I think we proved that uh, all three are profits. It's not only susceptible to fraud, it is easily susceptible to fraud, particularly if you have a plan or scheme which sounds eerily similar to what Joe Biden told us a few days before the election, that he had the best voter fraud team in the world. Well, they were good. I don't know that they, they were that good because they made significant mistakes, like all crooks do, and we caught them. One of them was pushing out Republican inspectors. Every state, almost every civilized country, even Tanzania and places you wouldn't think of, have uh, rules about inspectors, particularly for mail-in ballots. And why particularly for mail-in ballots? Because they can more easily be defrauded and you can't check on it. People who have never done a mail-in ballot I'm going to show you why it's so easy. Well, you fill out an envelope like this. You put your, usually in, in New York, it would be your your assembly district and the and the precinct in which you're voting. You fill out your name and your address and you sign it. You then use an inner envelope and you put the ballot inside the inner envelope. You seal it all and you send it in. When it's being, When it's being counted, almost invariably in the United States up until the mass cheating that went on in this election, a Republican and a Democrat inspector, as well as others if there are other parties, is allowed to watch the unsealing of this ballot. used to go on all over America when we conducted honest elections. Because the only time you can ever find out if it's a fraudulent ballot Because when it is looked at, the minute you approve this, it's thrown away, gone for eternity. The only thing left is the vote. That could have been Mickey Mouse. That could have been a dead person. That could have been not filled out properly. That could have been the same person 30 times. That could have been, and all these things have happened, by the way. That could have been um, nothing filled out. We never know. So, for example, the recount being done in Georgia will tell us nothing because these fraudulent ballots will just be counted again because they wouldn't supply the signatures to match the ballots. So, it means nothing to have counted these ballots because, for example, in Pennsylvania, where we have probably our most precise evidence, 682,770 of these ballots were cast, put in, and they weren't inspected, which renders them uh, ballots that are null and void, cannot be counted, have to be removed from the, from the vote. Uh, why? For several reasons, not the least of which is, that was basically only one of two places in the state where it was done. So in the other parts of the state, there was a legitimate inspection of the ballots. So if you have two different standards in different parts of the state, one favoring one part of the state, the other disfavoring the other part of the state. That's a classic violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the United States Constitution. Uh, Bush v. Gore being the most recent case that, uh, that, that teaches that. Uh, that's not the only fraud that went on in Pennsylvania. All of the other frauds carried out in the other states by the Democrat, uh, bosses uh, happen there as well. For example, if you made a mistake in that ballot and you lived in Philadelphia or in Pittsburgh, uh, you were allowed to fix the mistake. But if you lived in the, what would be considered more Republican or Trump parts of the state, you were given no such uh, right. One of our plaintiffs, Mr. Henry, cast an absentee ballot and he failed to put it in the secure envelope inside. He just put it in open, naked. That ballot was cast aside because it was invalid, because that breaks the um, privacy of the, of, of the vote. In Pittsburgh and in Philadelphia. If they noticed that there wasn't an inner envelope, they'd contact the voter and allow him to vote again. Or if he didn't fill it out completely, or if he made a mistake and didn't sign his full name, he was allowed to cure it. There is no such provision under the law of Pennsylvania. The Democrat Secretary of State made that up in order to maximize the votes in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and to minimize the votes in the other parts of the state. Clearly illegal, Clearly voter fraud, easily provable, hundreds of witnesses, maybe thousands. We have, um, to give you another example, we have 17,000 provisional ballots cast in Pittsburgh. Do you know what a provisional ballot is? Provisional ballot usually happens this way, and about 15 of the 17,000 happen this way. You walk in and you say, I'm here to vote today. Oh, Mr. Giuliani, you already voted. I did? I don't remember voting. Oh, yes, yes, you cast an absentee ballot. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. So why does that happen 17,000 times in Pittsburgh? People walked in thinking they, actually 15,000 to be precise. Why did it happen 15,000 times that people in Pittsburgh walked in to vote? And they had already voted, according to the Democrat election machine, did they forget that many people with uh, bad memories in Pittsburgh? Or is the following correct, that uh, as witnesses will testify, they were instructed by the Democrat bosses when they had a ballot in which there was no one registered, just assign it to somebody just assign it to Rudy Giuliani. So when Rudy Giuliani, maybe Rudy Giuliani won't show up to vote. And if he does show up to vote, we'll give him a provisional ballot. That is what we call circumstantial evidence of the fraud. The direct evidence of the fraud of the people who will testify that in fact that's what happened to them. As well as the 50 to 60 witnesses we have for the way they were treated and not allowed to inspect the ballots. They weren't just um, not allowed to do it. They were pushed. A few cases, they were assaulted. In all cases, they were put in a corral. So far away, probably the closest they got is from here to the back of that room. We could do like a uh, did you all watch my cousin Vinny? Do, you know the movie? It's one of my favorite uh, law movies because he comes from Brooklyn. And uh, when the, the nice lady, who said she saw, and then he, uh, he, he says to her, how many f- fingers do I, how many fingers do I got up? And she says, uh, three. Well, she was too far away to see it was only two. These people were further away than my cousin Vinnie was from the witness. They couldn't see a thing. Now, I don't know, you're gonna tell me that 60 people are lying? They, they, they didn't just tell me this. They swore under penalty of perjury which is something no Democrat's ever done. <laughs> you don't even ask Biden about this. <laughs> you don't put him under penalty of perjury. He doesn't even get asked questions about it. He doesn't get asked questions about all, all the evidence of the crimes that he committed. These people are under penalty of perjury. Their names are on an affidavit. They swear that they weren't allowed to carry out their function as inspectors. And it's not just a technical thing. There's a reason they did it. Why would you not allow people to carry out the function they've been allowed to do for 50 years, 60 years? Why wouldn't you allow inspections of those ballots? Because you knew you were going to use those ballots to catch Biden up. And you had a big road ahead of you. You had to catch him up for 700,000 to 800,000 votes that he was behind. And the only way you were gonna do it were with the mail-in ballots. You couldn't have a Democrat and Republican inspector around. They don't even have Democrats watching it because they'd be afraid that there would be honest Democrats who would say, you're cheating. So that takes us to Michigan where there was an honest Democrat who said they were cheating and we'll show you her affidavit because I know you keep reporting falsely that we have no evidence, that we have no specific acts of fraud. That's because the coverage of this has been almost as dishonest as the scheme itself. The American people are entitled to know this. You don't have a right to keep it from them. You don't have a right to lie about it, and you are. I mean, you don't report to them that a citizen of this country, a very fine woman who is willing to allow me to give you her her name. I can't give you all these affidavits because if I do, these people will be harassed. They'll be threatened. They may lose their job. They will lose their friends. We've lost lawyers in this case because they've been threatened. We've had lawyers that need protection. What's going on in this country is horrible and the censorship that you're imposing is making it worse. But Jessie Jacob is an adult citizen and a resident of the state of Michigan. She's been an employee of the city of Detroit for decades. I know her age, but she she can tell you her age. She was was assigned to uh, voting duties in September and she was trained by the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan. She's basically trained to cheat. She said that um, I was instructed by my su- supervisor to adjust the mailing date of these absentee ballot packages to be dated earlier than when they were actually sent in. The supervisor made that announcement for all workers to engage in that fraudulent practice. That's not me saying that. That's just American citizens saying that under oath. I don't know. Maybe you could say she's lying. But you can't say there's no evidence. This is what we call evidence. This is direct evidence. And that's circumstantial. I tried many, many cases, as did all my colleagues here. You put a witness on a witness stand, witnesses testifying to their own knowledge. This witness goes on the witness stand, and she will say, I was told to adjust the date on the absentee ballots. I witnessed election workers and employees going over to the voting booths with voters in order to watch them vote and coach them for whom to vote. Completely illegal. She will testify to that. I don't know. Biden's people can cross-examine her, but you can't just throw it away. Gee, there's no evidence. Next time you say that, you'll be lying because there is evidence. This, oh, by the way, this is public. You can all get it attached to the complaint in Constantino versus the city of Detroit. Then she was instructed by my supervisor not to ask for a driver's license or any photo ID when a person was trying to vote. Don't ask for identification. Why would you not ask for identification? Because you knew that a lot of people not entitled to vote were gonna come in and early vote. Because you knew that illegal immigrants were gonna be allowed to vote. You knew, if you lived in Philadelphia, unless you are not, that's an Italian expression for stupid, unless you're stupid, you knew that a lot of people were coming over from Camden to vote. They do every year. Happens all the time in Philly. It's about as frequent as getting beaten up at a Philadelphia Eagle basketball, uh, football game happens all the time, all the time. And is allowed to happen because it is a Democrat, corrupt city, and has been for years. Many, many years. And they carried it out in places they could get away with it. They didn't carry it out in neutral places. They didn't carry it out in Republican places. They didn't carry it out where the law is respected. They carried it out in corrupt, a corrupt city where the district attorney releases criminals. On mass, which is why it has so much crime. She also said, I observed a large number of people who came to the satellite location to vote in person, but they had already applied for and submitted an absentee ballot. So, so she observed a lot of people voting twice. Again, this is Jesse Jacob, not me. I was instructed not to, valid- not to invalidate any ballots and not to look for any deficiency in the ballots. Why would you do that? Because you're cheating, on purpose cheating, intentionally cheating. You're cheating as an institution. This is an instruction from the election commissioner or the, the employer to the, to the worker. Don't look for any deficiencies in the ballots. I was instructed not to look at any of the signatures on the absentee ballots. If she was instructed not to look for any of the signatures on the absentee ballots, why the heck do you sign it in the first place in order to identify it? She was instructed not to do that because many of the absentee ballots were fraudulent, and they knew that, and they didn't want to have a count of that. On November 4, 2020, I was instru- instructed to improperly predate the absentee ballots when the receipt date was actually November, was, was after November 3, 2020. Now, this is really significant because Justice Alito of the Supreme Court instructed Pennsylvania that any ballot that comes in after 8 o'clock on November 3, 2020, had to be put aside and not opened, because there's a question as to its legality and its constitutionality. What she's telling you is that they blatantly disregarded that order, that they took ballots that were marked the fourth and the fifth and the sixth, and they marked it down for the third in blatant disregard of the order of the United States Supreme Court. This is, this is uh, I don't know if she's a Democrat or Republican. I assume if she's working, if she's working for the I assume if she's working for the city of Detroit that she's a Democrat. I assume, but I may be wrong. She's a citizen. I've I've never met her, never coached her. And I'd like you to note that it's signed under penalties of perjury. We have 100 more of these. I can't show them to you because those people don't want to be harassed. They don't want to be have their lives torn apart by the goons on the other side. We don't do that to them. They've done that to a lot of our people. They've done it for four years. And it's outrageous that it's tolerated, and it's tolerated because you condone it in the press, and you don't cover it, and you don't condemn it. And it shouldn't happen to a Republican or a Democrat. A lawyer shouldn't have to withdraw from a case because he's representing the President of the United States. There are many more affidavits here. I'd like to read them all to you, but I don't have the time. You should have had the time and energy to go look for them. That's your job. Like it's my job to defend the president and to represent the president. It's your job to read these things and not falsely report that there's no evidence. Do you know how how many affidavits we have in the Michigan case? 220 affidavits. They're not all public, but eight of them are. Four affiants here those are people who give affidavits, report an incident that under any other circumstances would have been on the front page of all your newspapers if it didn't involve the hatred that you have, irrational pathological hatred that you have for the president. What they swear to is that at 4.30 in the morning, a truck pulled up to the Detroit center where they were counting ballots. The people thought it was food, so they all ran to the truck wasn't food, it was thousands and thousands of ballots. And the ballots were in garbage cans, they were in paper bags, they were in cardboard boxes, and they were taken into the center. They were put on a number of tables. At that time, they thought all the Republican inspectors had left, all but two had, and an employee of Dominion who uh, we will address a little bit later, Dominion. And here's what they jointly swear to, that every ballot that they could see, every thing they could hear, these were ballots for Biden. When they saw a ballot, these were ballots only for Biden, meaning there was no down ticket, just Biden. Many of them didn't have anything on the outer envelope because these ballots were produced very quickly, very swiftly, And they're estimated to be a minimum of 60,000, maximum of 100,000. Many of them were triple counted, which means they were put into the counting machine this way. Once, twice, three times. I didn't see that. I don't know that, but for the fact that three American citizens are willing to swear to it. And we're not going to let them go to court and do that? We're going to let this election go by when there are, in this case, 60 witnesses that can prove what I'm saying to you and other acts of fraud in Michigan? I mean, what's happened to this country if we're going to let that happen? What happened to this country if we're going to to cover that up? We let Al Gore carry on an election dispute longer than this one has been going on for one state and for Chad's. This happened in Pennsylvania, it happened in Michigan, Michigan probably right now, if I count up the affidavits, just one case alone, Trump v. Benson, a case that we dismissed today because that case was attempting to get the Wayne County Board of Supervisors to decertify, well they did, they decertified. That case has 100 affidavits and the 100 affidavits show essentially what I've uh, talked to you about. Counting ballots improperly, counting them three and four times, uh, having, people, having people vote three and four times, changing and backdating ballots to the point of at least 300,000 illegitimate ballots that we can specifically identify. The margin in Michigan was 146,121. And these ballots were all cast basically in Detroit, that Biden won 80-20. So you see a change as a result of the, of the, of the election in, in Michigan, if you take out Wayne County. So it's a very significant case. That is being raised in the case of Constantino versus the city of Detroit. Not by us, but by an individual plaintiff. We are helping and assisting in that case, however. And you can find all the affidavits that you want filed in that case. And you can find out they're not just allegations. They're allegations supported by sworn testimony, which is a lot better than Joe Biden has ever done on anything. He doesn't answer questions, much less give you sworn affidavits. Wisconsin. Wisconsin had a very small margin, 20,544 last time I looked. In Wisconsin, without going into great detail, very similar plan. uh, Republicans shut out. In the city of Milwaukee and also in Madison, Republicans almost uniformly shut out from the absentee process, not allowed to inspect, not allowed to look at the ballots. We have in Milwaukee and in the state of Wisconsin a much stricter law. Wisconsin doesn't allow mail-in ballots. They didn't buy into the big mail-in ballot situation. Wisconsin, when you look at their constitution, almost seems to not like absentee ballots. They state it's not a right, a privilege. And they have very, very strict procedures. And the strict procedure says that you can't be given an absentee ballot. You have to personally apply for it. It's illegal, basically, to solicit a vote. And they have actually many reasons for it. That probably goes back to their, their progressive days. When I say progressive, I mean late 19th century, early 20th century progressive when that really meant progressive, not retrogressive. So there are 60,000 ballots in Milwaukee County and 40,000 ballots in Madison that as far as we can tell, and this is why we're auditing because we have very good information that the numbers are gonna come out about here that don't have applications. Under the law of the state of Wisconsin, already decided if there's no application for an absentee ballot, the absentee ballot is thrown away. This all happened in two places in Wisconsin. Didn't happen in Northern Wisconsin. Didn't happen in Republican Wisconsin. Didn't happen in neutral Wisconsin where there are an equal number of Republicans and Democrats. It happened in a place where the vote was 75, 80% for the Democrat you take away any number of those and that 20,000 lead disappears. In other words, if you count the lawful votes, Trump won Wisconsin by a good margin. Indeed, if you count the lawful votes in Pennsylvania, he won it by about 300,000 votes. Also, in the, in the lawsuit filed in Wisconsin, which is really a petition because of their uh, procedures, There were no no inspectors provided for the count of the illegal ballots. There were numerous backdated ballots, we're just counting them now, run over into the thousands. And there were many precincts in which there was an overvote. Now let me explain to you what an overvote is, which is something you should have explained to the American people. Because it's about the clearest circumstantial evidence of massive fraud that you can have. An overvote is if 200% of the people who are registered in a district vote. Think about that. 200% of the registered voters in a district vote. What does that mean? That means somebody voted twice, that means somebody who's not entitled to vote voted, an illegal, a person from another city or state, a person who's not registered, (laughs) but what it means is that those are illegitimate votes. You don't have an overvote of 200% 200% or 300%, you don't have an overvote of 100%. Most most uh, precincts don't have 100% turnout. In fact, classically, it's considered to be an overvote if you go over 80%. Well, in Michigan and Wisconsin, we have overvotes in numerous precincts of 150%, 200%, and 300%. One of the reasons why the two Republicans did not certify in Wayne, uh, Michigan, Wayne County, Michigan, is because the overvote was so high, monstrously high, in about two thirds of the precincts in the city of Detroit, which means magically two and three times the number of registered voters turned out to vote. In fact, we have precincts in which Two times the number of people who live there, including children, voted. That's absurd. The frustration of this is, what I'm describing to you is a massive fraud. It isn't a little teeny one. It isn't, you know, 100 votes switched here or there. Georgia. We're about to file a major lawsuit in Georgia. That'll be filed probably tomorrow. I don't need to go through it virtually the same things I've told you before. Very, very, in in the city of Atlanta, Republicans were not allowed to watch the absentee mail-in ballot process. Inspections completely cast aside. And we have numerous double voters. We have numerous out-of-state voters. And we have uh, specific evidence of intimidation and changes of vote. That'll all be in the lawsuit that comes out tomorrow. Arizona is a, is a state that we're looking at very, very carefully. I would say we're probably gonna bring a lawsuit in Arizona, more than probably. I think we are gonna bring a lawsuit in Arizona. We're still collecting that evidence. And the state that we're looking at that would surprise you is we have very, very significant amount of fraud allegations in the state of New Mexico, uh, which And we have a significant number of allegations in the state of Virginia. I don't know yet whether the number in Virginia will reach the number that can turn uh, the election. In the states that we have indicated in red, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, and Arizona, we more than double the number of votes needed to overturn the election. In terms of provable, illegal ballots, all you gotta do to find out if I'm Misleading you at all is to look at the lawsuits. Look what's alleged, look at the affidavits. Maybe we can supply more affidavits. In order to do it, I have to get permission from the people. But in the materials I have here, there are at least 10 that come from citizens. We have have a thousand at least, and we're getting more every day. And there are other aspects of this fraud that at this point, I really can't reveal. (laughs) This is really enough it's enough to overturn any election, it's disgraceful what happened, and I'll conclude by asking you to just think about this for a minute. What happened on the morning of November 3rd when they were gonna count this new kind of ballot, this mail-in ballot? Did every Democrat leader in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and in Wisconsin and in Georgia, and in Nevada and in Arizona, they all wake up and all separately have the same idea. Do they all separately have the idea that we are going to, we're going to put Republican inspectors in pens? We're not going to let them look at mail-in or absentee ballots? They all independently come up with that. Like, just by coincidence, they say, hey, you know, we're going to put... We're gonna put the Republicans in pens and corrals. We're gonna do it in Pittsburgh. We're gonna do it in Philadelphia. We're gonna do it in Detroit. We're gonna do it in Milwaukee. We're gonna do it in Las Vegas. We're gonna do it in Phoenix. What did I miss? Oh, we're gonna do it in Atlanta. Or isn't the logical conclusion that I think any jury would accept if they heard this evidence that somebody had this plan? Maybe that was always the plan to do these, this very, very questionable form of voting, which has been criticized by President Carter, by Secretary Baker, by most experts on election reform. I think the logical conclusion is, this is a common plan, a common scheme. It comes right directly from the Democrat party and it comes from the candidate, clearly. That's the reason why Hillary Clinton said don't concede even if you're losing. That's the reason we had a Freudian slip by the candidate and he said he had the best voter fraud team in the country. That's the reason why he probably didn't have to go out and campaign. (laughs) He had to have known what they were gonna do. This had to be planned in advance. I'm kinda checking, did they go, you know, to the same contractor to get the corrals to put the Republicans in? And this is a disgraceful thing that was done in this country. Probably not much more disgraceful than the things these people did in office, which you didn't and don't bother to cover and you conceal from the American people. But we let this happen. You know, we use largely a Venezuelan uh, voting machine, in essence, to count our vote. We let this happen, we're going to become Venezuela. We cannot let this happen to us. We cannot allow... These crooks, because that's what they are, to steal an election from the American people. They elected Donald Trump. They didn't elect Joe Biden. Joe Biden is in the lead because of the fraudulent ballots, the illegal ballots that were produced and that were allowed to be used after the election was over. Give us an opportunity to prove it in court, and we will. Now I'm going to ask uh, Sidney Powell to describe to you what we can describe about another totally outrageous situation. I don't think most Americans know that our ballots get calculated, many of them, outside the United States and are completely open to hacking, completely open to change. And it's being done by a company that specializes (laughs) in voter fraud. I'll let Sydney describe that to you.
2: Thank you, Rudy. What we are really dealing with here and uncovering more by the day is the massive influence of communist money through Venezuela, Cuba, and likely China in the interference with our elections here in the United States. The Dominion voting systems, the Smartmatic technology software and the software that goes in other computerized voting systems here as well, not just Dominion, were created in Venezuela at the direction of Hugo Chavez to make sure he never lost an election after one constitutional referendum came out the way he did not want it to come out. We have one very strong witness who has explained how it all works. His affidavit is attached to the pleadings of Lynn Wood and the lawsuit he filed in Georgia. It is a stunning, detailed affidavit because he was with Hugo Chavez while he was being briefed on how it worked. He was with Hugo Chavez when he saw it operate to make sure the election came out his way that was the express purpose for creating this software. He has seen it operate and as soon as he saw the multiple states shut down the voting on the night of the election, he knew the same thing was happening here, that that was what had gone on. Now the software itself was created with so many variables and so many back doors that can be hooked up to the internet, or a thumb drive stuck in it or whatever, but one of its most characteristic features is its ability to flip votes. It can set and run an algorithm that probably ran all over the country to take a certain percentage of votes from President Trump and flip them to President Biden, which we might never have uncovered had the votes for President Trump not been so overwhelming in so many of these states that it broke the algorithm that had been plugged into the system. And that's what caused them to have to shut down in the states they shut down in. That's when they came in the back door with all the mail-in, mail-in ballots, many of which they had actually fabricated. Some were on pristine paper with identically matching uh, perfect circle dots for Mr. Biden. Others were shoved in in batches. They're always put in in a certain number of batches and people would rerun the same batch. This corresponds to our statistical evidence that shows incredible spikes in the vote counts at particular times. And that corresponds to eyewitness testimony of numerous people who have come forward and said they saw the ballots come in the back door at that time. Notably, the Dominion executives are nowhere to be found now. They are moving their offices overnight to different places. Their office in Toronto was shared with one of the Soros entities. One of the uh, leaders of the Dominion project in overall is Lord Malik Brown, Mr. Soros number two person in the UK and part of his organization. There are ties of the Dominion leadership to the Clinton Foundation and to other known politicians in this country. Just to give you a brief description of how this worked, I'm going to quote from a letter that was written and I will read that to make sure I get the quotes right. This person was objecting to the United States acquisition of Sequoia Voting Systems by Smartmatic, a foreign owned company. I believe this transaction raises exactly the sort of foreign ownership issues that CFIUS is best positioned to examine for national security purposes. It's undisputed that Smartmatic is foreign owned and it has acquired Sequoia. They keep changing the names as they go along. Different times when a problem comes up, they just create another corporation and call it a different name but it was a voting machine company doing business in the United States. Sequoia Sequoia voting machines were used to record over 125 million votes during the 2004 presidential election in the United States. Smartmatic now acknowledges that Antonio Mujica, a Venezuelan businessman, has controlling interest in Smartmatic, but the company has not revealed who all the Smartmatic owners are. According to the press, Smartmatic's owners are hidden through a web of offshore private entities, and that is, in fact, true. Smartmatic has been associated with the Venezuelan government led by Hugo Chavez, which is openly hostile to the United States and, of course, as we all know, communistic and really uh, brutalizing its own people. The system has been continued there by Mr. Maduro and ensured his election smartmatics possible connection to the venezuelan government poses a potential national security concern in the context of its acquisition of sequoia because electronic voting machines are susceptible to tampering and insiders are in the best position to engage in such tampering this letter expresses concern of the chicago 2006 primary election and it ends by saying the the products and services that are of venezuelan origin and evaluate smartmatics ownership to determine Who could have influence and control over these and other Sequoia products and services are important to the national security of the United States. This letter was written to Hank Paulson on October 6, 2006 by Congresswoman Carolyn B. Maloney. uh, Senators uh, Klobuchar and Warren have raised these concerns as recently as December 2019. Why our government has not taken them seriously is beyond my comprehension unless they have some of the three-letter agencies have used them themselves in other parts of the world. We know that the technology was exported to affect an election in Argentina. That's admitted by our friend who wrote the affidavit about Hugo Chavez and his interest in Smartmatic. Again, in uh, 2006, uh, Carolyn Maloney wrote The Honorable John Snow, the Secretary of the Treasury, about the issues. Speaking of uh, Smartmatic's leadership, one of the Smartmatic uh, patent holders, Eric Coomer, I believe his name is, is on the web uh, as being recorded in a conversation with Antifa members uh, saying that he had the election rigged for Mr. Biden, nothing to worry about here and he was going to, they were going to F Trump. His social media is filled with hatred for the president and for the United States of America as a whole, as are the social media accounts of many other Smartmatic people. There has been widespread use of this. Uh, Dominion itself is utilized in 2,000 jurisdictions in 30 states. It has been uncertifiable in multiple states who realized all the problems that it had, including Texas. Experts have described it across the board from a Princeton group of three professors to uh, experts that we have talked to about its end user vulnerabilities. People can admittedly go in and change whatever they want, they can set the ratio of votes from one thing to another, they can say that. A Biden vote counts as 1.25, and a Trump vote counts as 0.75, and those may be the numbers that were actually used here. It's not just the swing states that were affected. The algorithm was likely run across the country to affect the entire election. Like I said, we only discovered it this year because of... The overwhelming number of votes for President Trump in the swing states that caused the machines to have to shut down for them to backfill uh, for adding votes. We have evidence of different numbers of votes being injected into the system, the same identical, unique six digit number multiple times in at least two states that we've analyzed so far, and I'm talking about like. 341,542 votes for Biden and 100,012 for Trump. Um, There's no explanation, no logical explanation for the same numbers being injected 20 minutes apart into the machine. The software manual itself, you can download it from the internet and I would encourage you all to read it because it specifically advertises some of these things as features of the system. Why it was ever allowed into this country is beyond my comprehension, and why nobody has dealt with it is absolutely appalling. The machines were easily accessible to hackers. There's a video on the net that will explain to you how a kid with a cell phone can hack one of these voting machines. There's been no oversight of Dominion or its software. Workers in each county were trained by Dominion, but there's no evidence of any monitoring otherwise. We have testimony of different workers admitting that they were trained how to uh, dispose of Trump votes and uh, add to Biden votes. The software has a feature pursuant to which you can drag and drop any number of batches of votes to the candidate of your choice or simply throw them away. So we have mathematical evidence in a number of states of massive quantities of Trump votes being trashed. Just simply put in the trash like you would on your computer with any file and uh, Biden votes being injected. That's addition to the flipping. I mean, it really happens in two ways. There's an algorithm that runs that automatically flips all the votes and then each operator has the ability to go in override settings, they can ignore signature, they can ignore the, the top line of the ballot, they can go down ballot and select who they want to change the results for. Mr. Um, the gentleman who founded Smartmatic, there's video of him on the internet explaining that yes, at least uh, one occasion he admits they changed a million votes uh, with no problem. Many of the jurisdictions that have had this problem might not have known of the issues, but many did and I think a full-scale criminal investigation needs to be undertaken immediately by the Department of Justice and by every state's equivalent attorney general's office or state investigatory unit because there are there's evidence of different benefits being provided to the people who spent $100 million of taxpayer money at the last minute for their state to get the Dominion voting systems put in in time for this election in different ways. Uh, There's one person that a lawyer told me got, quote, election insurance, um, meaning that he would uh, be able to make sure he was elected. I'm sure they explained that feature in detail to many people who expressed interest in putting this voting system in. Texas denied certification of the Dominion system in 2019, but there are no doubt issues with the software that Texas did use, unbeknownst to Texas, I would imagine, since they went to great trouble to examine the Dominion systems and reject them. But other software, the source code that does the alterations is embedded, we have been told, in the source code all across the country and all the voting machines. There's no doubt it has been used to alter elections in other countries. Um, We know specifically that Venezuela exported it for that purpose to Argentina and other Latin American companies to make sure that the corrupt rulers who were willing to pay the highest price for being in office were allowed to rig their elections. This is stunning, heartbreaking, infuriating and the most unpatriotic acts I can even imagine for people in this country to have participated in in any way shape or form. And I want the American public to know right now that we will not be intimidated. American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to the highest level of our government and we are going to take this country back We are not going to be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it. And we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom.
0: How come you're not suing in the Wisconsin counties that use this? Why are you only doing a recount? Um. And excuse
3: me that we're not out to the questions at this point. Um, So excuse me, we're not at the questions at this point. My uh, my name is Jenna Ellis, and I'm the senior legal advisor uh, to the Trump campaign. And I'd like to just explain now uh, where we've been and where we're at and what you can expect from this process. So what you have heard, I'm sure, in the fake newspapers tomorrow will be one of two things. Either there was not sufficient evidence that we've presented or we spoke too long. Okay, so what you've heard now is an, basically an opening statement. This is what you can expect to see when we get to court to actually have a full trial on the merits to actually show this evidence in court and prove our case. This is not a law and order episode where everything is neatly wrapped up in 60 minutes. For those of you who are here in this room or have maybe tuned out in other networks, clearly you've never been court reporters. Trials take time, putting on evidence takes time. This is basically an opening statement so the American people can understand what the networks have been hiding and what they refuse to cover because all of your fake news headlines are dancing around the merits of this case and are trying to delegitimize what we are doing here. Let me be very clear that our objective is to make sure to preserve and protect election integrity. President Trump has been saying from day one that this is about maintaining free and fair elections in this country. It is not about overturning an outcome. It is about making sure that election integrity is preserved. And every American should want that. If every American is not on board with that, you have to ask yourself why. And if your fake news network is not covering this or allowing you to cover it fairly and accurately, you should ask yourself why. This is absolutely a legitimate legal basis. We have been asked to provide an entire case that generally would take years in civil litigation. I've been a prosecutor, I have tried cases with far simpler facts. One thing happened in a matter of minutes and it still takes days. And we go through a jury process. This is the court of public opinion right now. We are not trying our case in the court of public opinion. Because if we were, we would get unbiased jurors, I would strike 99% of you from the jury and I would be allowed to because of the fake news coverage you provide, you're not unbiased jurors and until you step out of your role as a journalist and actually go into a courtroom and you are a judge on a bench that has sworn an oath to be unbiased in our separation of powers, then your opinion does not matter. The facts matter, the truth matters, and if you are fair reporters, you will cover that fairly and appropriately and you will allow coverage of our media team here and our legal team. That is absolutely shocking that all you cover are around the margins, and I've seen all of you taking pictures right now, and I can anticipate what your headlines are going to be. If you are not willing to talk about the evidence that has been presented, then that is absolutely unacceptable for journalistic standards. This is an opening statement. This is something where we have told you what the evidence will show, and we have given you a brief description. That happens in a courtroom all the time where that's not the fact-finding process. That is just an overview. That is what we have given you today because the American people deserve to know what we have uncovered in the last couple of weeks. Remember, this is such a short time frame. And this is an elite strike force team that is working on behalf of the president and the campaign to make sure that our constitution is protected. We are a nation of rules, not a nation of rulers. There is not someone that just gets to pick who the next president is outside the will of the American people. And that is our task because when we talk about voter fraud, it's actually election official fraud that cannot stand the constitution requires that the state legislatures are the ones that make election law it still has to go by the u.s constitution but what has happened in this case is that state and local level officials and all the way up have changed the rules that's what the democrats do if they don't like the rules they change them and they change them at the last minute they manipulate them they want to tear down our american system Our founders were so brilliant that they anticipated this, that there would be corruption, there would be foreign influence, there would be attempts to manipulate the outcome of the election, especially with who they called our chief magistrate. I would encourage all of you to go home and actually read Alexander Hamilton's Federalist 68 and see what he described as an advocacy position to adopt and ratify the Electoral College and the process by which we select our president. We select our president through the Electoral College not because it disenfranchises voters, but because it is a security mechanism for exactly the type of corruption that we are uncovering. And every American should be grateful and thankful that our founders had the foresight to put in those protections and provisions to make sure that your legitimate legal vote is not disenfranchised. That is what we are advocating for. We want to make sure to protect election integrity and your president, President Trump. We are so proud that he is in this fight because he understands that when he swore his oath of office, he swore an oath to uphold and defend the United States Constitution. That is what he is doing and that is what we are doing. We are confident that through this multiple pathway to victory, we will get to the actual outcome that the evidence shows. But this is not about overturning an election on our part. It's about making sure that we protect and preserve free and fair elections for all future American elections. If the United States caves to corruption or this type of election integrity. Disaster. Then no election will be secure from here on out. And we all need to be keenly aware of that. We are the representatives here that are standing in this gap and defending President Trump and defending you, the American people, at the end of the day. This is ultimately about the United States of America. And we want to make sure to protect and defend that. And as my colleagues have said, we will not back down. We won't be intimidated. President Trump will not be intimidated. You, the American people, should not be intimidated. You, the press, should cover this fairly and should know that this matters to election integrity and it matters to the future of our nation. So we have given you an overview but recognize this is not a court of law. We will get there and we have time and we have constitutional provisions that will step in when we show the corruption and the irredeemably challenged and overturned votes that are absolutely corrupt in all of these counties. It is irredeemably compromised. We will show that but you have to give us that opportunity. This has been just our opening statement, and we have an opportunity to get there, and we have time, and we will do that. This is the United States of America, and we stand proudly for President Donald J. Trump. Thank you. One more
1: point.
2: The world is watching this. I have gotten multiple emails from people in other countries who watch the same pattern happen there. We have witnessed testimony that the same things were done in those countries, as this was exported from Venezuela and by Maduro and by Mr. Chavez and by Cuba. And of course, we know China also has a substantial presence in Venezuela and substantial interest in making sure that President Trump does not continue in office. This is the consummate foreign interference in our election in the most criminal way you can possibly imagine it must be shut down. We know, for example, that one of the Dominion's highest level employees or officers went to Detroit himself to man the Detroit Operations Center where he could watch the votes coming in real time and decide what file folder in the system (coughs) to put those votes into. That's why you see massive spikes after hours when people were told that all the votes were in and all the votes were counted. Many Dominion employees have already reached out to us to tell us the truth. They are Americans who want to ensure election integrity like we do. I would encourage every Dominion or Smartmatic employee who is fed up with the corruption in this country to come forward as soon as possible because these are serious federal offenses that I am confident the Department of Justice will be in pursuit of in very short order if they are not already.
1: All right, a few um, questions. Yeah, uh, Mayor Giuliani, uh, this sort of reminds us of 30 years ago, uh, they had federal judges
2: doing consent decrees over elections. So you got a federal judge overseeing uh, the election booth. You know, this old Chicago day. Will you be asking that in Georgia where you have two, the, two Senate races to have the, the U.S. District Court judges and federal authorities monitoring elections?
1: I, I can't say what's going to be in done about... every
2: county, we have sort of a... Um, Operation. Grey I'm Lord. sorry, I did, in what in county? county Pennsylvania, yes. Is sort of an Operation Gray Lord?
1: Mm-hmm. Not? I don't know if you were informed yep. of that. I, I, I know about it. I, I really can't give you an opinion on that. Uh, I think, obviously, every election official should learn something from this and be very, very careful with the, with the next election. I know this is a lot of information that we've given you, uh, probably because we're frustrated with what we keep reading and hearing in the censored press, which is that we have no evidence, we have no specifics, we have no backup of what we're saying, and you largely ignore the affidavits that are filed, whether you agree or disagree with an affidavit, it's evidence. You can't say, I mean, you're just lying to the American people when you say there's no evidence. Uh, Sydney was giving you information that come from affidavits from other people that are given under oath. I was explaining things to you from affidavits that come from other people, American citizens, who swear under oath that they saw 100,000 ballots come in and that they were all for Joe Biden. And that I should point out now that Sydney has spoken that those happened just around the time that the Dominion or Smartmatic people call the halt to the election and then you can also trace it with a very big spike in the vote count at exactly that time. Right up. So what we're telling you is supported by evidence and uh, we're going to have to present these because of the procedures that exist according to the different voting laws of the different states. For example, you asked us about Wisconsin. We have to first create a contest in Wisconsin before we can move to bringing a uh, fulsome federal lawsuit. The contest, from everything I can see, is going to overturn the vote because it's going to show somewhere around 100,000 illegal ballots in two counties that Biden carried by 75, 80 percent. And you know how close Wisconsin is. And what I'm talking about is the absentee ballots for which there were no applications. And that's not just a small matter. The reason for the application and the reason to keep all these things together is precisely to avoid what the Democrats did in this election, which is to misuse the absentee ballot process and the mail-in ballot process in order to cheat. So they really cheated in two respects. They cheated with the machines. Instead of asking me, are we gonna bring a lawsuit in Wisconsin, which we will if we have to, you should have asked me, and you should be more astounded by the fact that our votes are counted in Germany and in Spain by a company owned by affiliates of Chavez and Maduro. Did you ever believe that was true? Did any of you here believe that that was possible? Of course it's not. Of course it shouldn't be possible. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have time to develop all that in time to fill the requirements of all these cases. We have enough evidence without that to overturn this election. We have it from the affidavits of American citizens. But that's a matter of national security that we're talking about now. Very, very serious matter of national security. Please don't make light of it. And don't act like you knew it. Don't act like it isn't a surprise. If that's not a headline tomorrow, then you don't know what a headline is. There isn't a single person in this country that would have believed that we have states that are stupid enough to have our vote sent out of this country. You couldn't possibly believe that the company counting our vote with control over our vote is owned by two Venezuelans who were Allies of Chavez are present allies of Maduro with a company whose chairman is a close associate and business partner of George Soros, the biggest donor to the Democrat Party, the biggest donor to Antifa, and the biggest donor to Black Lives Matter. My goodness, what do we have to do to get you to give our people the truth? Yes
3: as well as with RSVN. Um, Some on this legal team have mentioned before that um, people close to the Trump campaign are pressuring them to drop the investigation into Dominion. Can you go further into detail and to tell us specifically who those people are? Also, if it's possible, can you tell us if they work with some of our powerful defense groups in the United States, such as the CIA?
1: The last part was, do they work? With
3: defense groups.
1: With defense groups and the CIA, first I've, I'm in charge of this investigation with Sydney and the people that you see here. Um, there's been no pressure to stop investigating Dominion. No in fact, pressuring y'all to stop. No, there's pressure to go go as fast as we can. I mean, I think there was uniform shock when we first heard it. I think when I first heard it, I didn't believe it until Sydney showed me the documents, and in fact. I feel kind of stupid and you all should because all you had to do is go online and find out that Smartmatic is owned by Venezuelans close to Chavez. You can Google it. Well, unless they take it down. I preserved it so you can find it. Not, you know. And, and by the way, the Kummer character who is close to Antifa took off all of his social media. Ha-ha, but we kept it. We've got it. The man is a vicious, vicious man. He wrote horrible things about the president. He is, completely, he is completely biased, he's completely warped, and he specifically says that they're going to fix this election. I don't know what you need to wake you up to do your job and inform the American people, whether you like it or not, of the things they need to know. This is real. It is not made up. It is not. There's nobody here that engages in fantasies. I've tried 100 cases. I prosecuted some of the most dangerous criminals in the world. I know crimes. I can smell them. You don't have to smell this one. I can prove it to you 18 different ways. I can prove to you that he won Pennsylvania by 300,000 votes. I can prove to you that he won Michigan by probably 50,000 votes. When I went to bed on election night, he was ahead in all those states, every single one of those states, how is it they all turned around? Every single one of them turned around? Or is it more consistent that there was a plan to turn them around? And since there are witnesses who say there was a plan to turn them around, and it kind of begs credulity to say that it all happened in every single state, my goodness, this is how you win cases in a courtroom.
3: lawmakers in
1: the battleground states to block or delay certifications so the GOP can pick their own electors? Is that the end game here? Our goal here is to go around the Iron Curtain of censorship. That uh, What publication are you with? (laughs) (laughs) CNN. It's to go around uh, the outrageous Iron Curtain of censorship and get facts to the American people That if you were a fair and honest network, you'd have been reporting for the last two weeks. These are facts. These are things that actually happened. These people really wrote these affidavits. These affidavits are really part of the public record. You're concealing them, you're covering them up, and our role here is to do your job because you don't do it.
3: Chanel? What's in looking into allegations of voter fraud and election fraud that you have pointed out in these 60
1: Come on, you have to have a little humor.
2: <laughs> we, <laughs> have, we have FBI. witnesses who have actually reported. Where are you, to the FBI? FBI? And nothing's happened as a result of
1: it. Uh, I don't know where the FBI has been for the last three years. What I have no idea where the FBI has been for the last four years. Explain to me how the FBI concealed a memo. In the hand of Brennan to Obama, saying that Hillary basically made up the Russian collusion plot. They they've withheld that for four years, and cost our country forty million dollars, and two impeachment, one attempted, one actual, and then an acquittal proceeding. I don't know where they've been. I don't know where they were on the hard drive. They got it eight ten months ago. Mr. There are clear crimes revealed on it. Didn't do anything with that. I don't know where they are now. Our country has had its ballots counted, calculated, and manipulated in a foreign country with a company controlled by friends of an enemy of the United States. What do we have to do to get the FBI to wake up? Maybe we need a new agency to protect us. I have no idea.
2: Of, if, I, if I may speak for just a minute, in terms of the level of corruption we are looking at here, we have no idea how many Republican or Democratic candidates in any state across the country paid to have the system rigged to work for them. These people didn't do this just to take control. They make one heck of a lot of money off of it. Think about the global interests behind your own news organizations. Think about the pressure being brought to bear on, from the social media companies to shut down free speech on any challenge to the election. This is a massive, well-funded, coordinated effort to deprive we the people of the United States of our most fundamental right under the Constitution to preserve this republic that we all cherish. It is of the greatest concern. It is the, it is the 1775 of, of our generation and, and beyond.
3: Yes. Of um, our votes being held and processed, tabulated overseas, there's reports that there was a piece of hardware, possibly a server, picked up in Germany. Is that true? And is it related to this?
2: Th- that is true. It is somehow related to this, but I do not know whether good guys got it or bad guys got it. So we don't know who picked that. Why, why are you not requesting your
0: recounts so of, in Wisconsin and so the counties that you administered?
3: I can
2: so only so hear so one so person at the, the time. I'm going to take the with your your one with the hands so raised. I
3: Yes. Um, so question for you, Sydney. First, on the issue of the machines, do you plan to have, uh, are you seeking a court order to either seize or subpoena or just to gain access to any of these machines in any of these contested districts? Have you begun that process? Uh, and when can we expect a timeline on that? And then for you, Mr. Mayor, you mentioned in Wisconsin and in Michigan these issues of overvoting. voting um, Where can we learn more about this? You're saying 150, 200 percent? Up to 350
2: percent in some places. Where
3: where would we get access to that data? And then uh, to what extent were those uh, people who showed up to vote in person? Uh, Because in Michigan, for example, they did allow same-day registration.
2: Yes, well, the same-day registration causes problems with the vote signature and the registration itself. That's a whole different system that, Makes it impossible, really, to validate the signature. I mean, one person could sign the same name. Uh, I mean, a, I mean, I could sign John Smith. I could sign K Smith. I could sign, you know, on both things and run 50 ballots that way. And we've got some evidence of that being done as well. Um, Rudy, do you want to speak to the other part of it? Sure. Uh,
1: we have now um, three overvote uh, analysis done one for Pennsylvania, one for Michigan, and one for Wisconsin. We're in the process, oh, I'm sorry, Georgia. We're in the process of doing the others. Uh, I'll check to see if it's um, appropriate for us to make it public. Well, I imagine it is, but you, you could actually do it. <laughs> yeah. You could do it yourself.
2: Uh, a lot of the analysis comes from the real-time data that came through to the news medias the, the night and following the election. And some entrepreneurs out there have started crunching data themselves in addition to multiple experts who could easily recognize with the mathematical brain that I do not have uh, the the beyond explicable deviations to the point of mathematical impossibility that 186,000 votes come in at once all for Joe Biden. That's like flipping a coin 186,000 times and it lands on the same, it lands on heads every time. That does not happen. There is no reasonable explanation for the upshoots, the straight lines up, I'm not even talking about a, an angle, I'm talking about some massive straight lines up in the vote tallies in the middle of the night after they've supposedly stopped counting and that's voters went in injected votes and changed the whole system and it affects votes around the country around the world and all kinds of massive interests of globalist dictators corporations you name it everybody's against us except president trump and we, the people of the United States, <laughs> You've
1: spoken of unleashing the Kraken. Is the country ready for this? I mean, Americans should be astonished at what you're saying here today. Is the country on the verge of an electoral breakdown?
2: Uh, we've already had it. We have already had that electoral breakdown. But the Constitution, as Jenna explains, has provisions in it for how you fix this. And there should never be another election conducted in this country. I don't care if it's for local dog catcher using a Dominion machine and Smartmatic software. We've got to have an American company that uses paper ballots that we can all verify so every one of us can see that our vote is our vote. Why are you not
0: requesting recounts in Wisconsin counties that use Dominion software? You're
1: requesting recounts in two counties that don't use the software at all. This case is not only about, remember, this case didn't begin with Dominion. This case began, and this case can be proven the old-fashioned way. It can be proven based on just good old-fashioned democratic tactics that go back to Mayor Daley in the 1960s, when he held the vote back in Chicago so that he could elect John F. Kennedy. Or, as recently as last year, when they held the vote back in Palm Beach County and Broward County in order to see if they could steal that election for the Senate and Governor, and then got caught manufacturing ballots. Democrats have been doing this for years on a small scale. When they passed passed the mail-in voter statute, which all of a sudden multiplied by 10 times the number of mail-in votes, they realized they could have a field day. They could do precisely what Jimmy Carter and uh, Secretary Baker warned us about. All All you have to do is own an election board, and you can get away with it. And unlike what Sydney is talking about where you could have a paper trail, a paper ballot, I tried to point out to you the minute that you separate the outer envelope from the ballot, you can no longer trace it, which is why the count, whatever the count in Georgia today is, is totally ridiculous. They're counting the same fraudulent ballots one more time and we're still very close. And do you and him still genuinely believe you can overturn this election, or is it about something bigger for you? Well, it's bu- it is about something. Let, let's go from the big picture to the smaller picture. The most important thing here is that this has been a massive attack on the integrity of the voting system in the greatest democracy on earth. The people who did this have committed one of the worst crimes that I've ever, that I've, I've, I've ever seen or observed. One of the things we're the most proud of in this country is that we've been such a long-standing democracy based on the right to vote. They have trashed the right to vote. They've dishonored the right to vote. They've destroyed the right to vote in their greed for power and money. And there's no doubt about it. This was not an individual idea of 10 or 12 Democrat bosses. This is a plan. You would have to be a fool not to realize that. They do the same thing in exactly the same way in 10 big Democrat-controlled, in most cases, crooked city. And when I say crooked city, go look at how many of their officials have gone to jail in the last 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 years that they have dominated and destroyed those cities. They picked the places where they could get away with it. They picked the places where... Whether or not Republicans testified to something, judges would just dismiss it, because judges are appointed politically, and too many of them are hacks. They picked places where they could get a sheriff that refused to to, to enforce a court order. When we got a court order that we could be 10 feet closer, our representatives were told, if you try to do it, I'll arrest you. Part, part, part one, part one, it began as a national conspiracy, clearly. That evidence emerged very, very quickly. The minute I saw that it was the same thing in 10 states, just using logic, I said, this can't be an accident. And then when I, what I was surprised about is the dimension of it. I mean, not inspecting almost 700,000 ballots is astounding. Joe Biden was part of that conspiracy. I just what Honestly, is- I don't know what Joe Biden is aware of or not aware of. And I mean that as a lawyer, not trying to be, not trying to be cute. I've watched him. I've observed him. Um, I, I honestly don't know how much he's aware. I don't know how much he decides and how much things are decided for him. So I I just address
3: I, I, one other thing to your question about the process. Your question is fundamentally flawed when you're asking where is the evidence. You clearly don't understand the legal process. What we no. have asked for in the court is to not have the certification of false results. And so to say, hold on a minute, we have evidence that we will present to the court we haven't had the opportunity yet to present that to the court. We're giving you an overview and a preview of what we've discovered, but no court yet has has had we've had that opportunity. So when we have a we've had and we have fraud allegations pending, so what we've asked for are temporary restraining orders or injunctions to not certify false results. We're very happy that Michigan why the reason we dismissed the, that lawsuit today is because the Michigan Uh, county in Wayne County, they're not going to certify that because 71% of counties have inconsistent data. No person in this room or in this country should want states to rush through and coronate a president with false results. We have to make sure that the results are accurate. That's what we will prove. Two two more questions. The Secretary of State says that that that, can't actually happen,
1: that those votes can't be rescinded and that the certification
2: in Michigan currently stands. The Secretary of State where? In Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. Problems in Michigan. Follow
1: the money. <laughs> Follow the political party, ma'am. I mean, you're actually seriously gonna uh, want me to take seriously the Secretary of State of Michigan? Well, when, when, Michigan when when Michigan <laughs> when 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 Michigan when the Secretary of State of Michigan never bothered to find out that the votes in her state were being count, being counted in Germany by a Venezuelan company, and you want me to take her seriously or him seriously? I mean, I was, I was in government. Uh, if I were the governor of that state, I'd fire everybody that was involved in this election. They didn't come and tell me that my state was going to be embarrassed, made a fool of, because I'm sending my votes of people in Michigan over to Germany to be counted by a company that is owned by people who are allies of Maduro and Chavez. By the way, Carolyn Maloney, who wrote that, is my congresswoman. A Democrat pointed that out. They didn't do the darndest bit of, of due diligence. If you bought a $10 million company, you would have done more due diligence, due diligence than that. Maybe they're incompetent, or maybe they didn't want to know. But you're not going to have me take seriously anything that comes from anyone involved in the election the way it was conducted in Michigan. The Secretary of State can say whatever she wants to say. Of course she's gonna say that. She's a Democrat. She could also credit the affidavits of the two people and say that the board is tied and therefore the vote hasn't been certified. So because she's a Democrat, she's saying that. Do you think she has any credibility having run the kind of election they ran in Michigan? You think anyone in that government has credibility after using a machine and fooling their citizens, there can't be a person in Michigan who thought their vote was being sent outside the United States so somebody could play with it. I mean, it's disgraceful what the government of Michigan did to its citizens. Absolutely disgraceful. Mr. Mayor, question. Mr. Mayor you have uh, a lunch. Um, just to go back to the servers, are you going to be able to get your hands on uh, the, the,
3: sorry the voting machines
2: or the servers?
1: Are you going to be able to see what, when, where, We're not, we are limited in what we can do. We're not the FBI. We're not the government. We don't have that kind of subpoena power. We don't have the power to just go subpoena anything we want. The government does. Uh, We would have to subpoena in line with a case. Our first case, we're asking for that authority in Pennsylvania and in Michigan. But you have to get that authority from the court. We're private citizens, we're not the government. If, if I were the government, like I used to be, there'd probably be a lot of people arrested by now. Because there's plenty of probable cause. Plenty of probable cause. We'll
0: All right, thank you, everybody. No, no, no. What? You. 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 We'll uh, you alleged that uh, Donald Trump has
1: won by a, a
3: landslide. Um, we've, we've seen that a lot of your... Um, Lawsuits and, and in fact, lawyers have been kind of dropping like flies. What do you say to the people who call this a RussiaGate 2.0? Just on the other side, why didn't this
1: and also why didn't this? Happen? Where, where, what, 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 what uh, fake network do you come from?
3: I don't come from a fake network. In fact, I am completely independent. I have no one above my
1: head. Oh so, my goodness. Well, first of all, first, f- first of all, our cases haven't been dismissed. We only have. Uh, the plaintiffs who were in this. it's not our I case know, ma'am many, many don't, don't lie to them. people I'm saying, what do you say to ma'am to ma'am ma'am you are lying you're lying I think that you're lying well continue to lie I'm not going. Ma'am, ma'am
2: right to ma'am
1: ma'am ma'am what do
2: you ma'am, those ma'am.
1: Those okay. ma'am okay let me answer the question let me answer the question the answer to the question is we don't have a lot of lawsuits we only have three Our lawsuits have not been dropped all over the place. We just, we just, we, we. we Okay. Well, you're a totally discourteous person. I'm going to finish my answer. So, I'm going to finish my answer. The fact is we have very, very few lawsuits. The lawsuits you're talking about have been brought by private individuals and groups. Most of them were dismissed for lack of standing. Probably correctly because they were brought before the election took place. The election is now over. The only lawsuit we have withdrawn is the one where we got the relief that we wanted, and that's the one in Michigan. We also have another lawsuit in Michigan that will accomplish the other objectives of what we want to do in Michigan, so it's silly to have two competing lawsuits. The only lawyer that left a case left because he was threatened. His family was threatened. His children were threatened, and so was the other lawyer. Yeah, that's true. We have a a little difficulty getting lawyers because our lawyers get threatened with being killed because of the... Ridiculous way in which you cover this, and the ridiculous way in which you cover. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about everybody. But I get a pretty good sense from the way you handle yourself how you cover it. All right, we're finished with you now. One last question. One last question from a. one 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 last question. One last question. One last question. From a reasonable, civil person. Yeah, you are not. Yes. No, her she isn't. Okay, right. Well, I'll, we'll find okay. out. I'm from
3: the Daily
0: Caller, for the record. Oh, there we go. If the Great. courts don't let you present these cases like Jenna just said, will you give the entire bulk of the evidence to the media to review? And if so, when? Are you going to drag this thing out
1: like the Hunter Biden hard drive again? We're not going to drag it out. I mean, it's ridiculous for you to say we're dragging it out. Uh, Al, Gore, Al Gore had a lot more time than we've had, and we've had two weeks to, to investigate. So that's also completely unfair to say we're dragging it out. Also, if we're going to present things in court, if we present it to you, judges are not going to be very happy with us. And finally, I have to tell you, our witnesses don't want to be exposed to the tender mercies of a vicious press. I have great difficulty getting those witnesses that I did reveal to allow me to do it. They don't trust you. They don't like you they think you put their lives in jeopardy with the spin that you put on what's going on here and with the unfairness in which you cover it, it's not easy to reveal the things that they tell me. So the answer is no. The answer is I can't do it because I can't, I can't put a witness's life in jeopardy or a person who thinks there's life in jeopardy. This woman tells me we have lawyers dropping out of the case. We have lawyers dropping out of the case because they're being threatened with destruction of their careers, destruction of their livelihood, and in some cases, destruction of their lives. That comes about because of the hysterical way in which you have covered Donald Trump and his administration. But we're gonna change all that. We're gonna go to court, we're gonna prove it in court. I would love to release all the information that I have. I would love to give it to you all. Except most of you wouldn't cover it. A few of you would. And then we'd have half the American people probably informed. The censorship that is going on in this country right now by big tech and by big media is almost as dangerous as the election fraud that we're revealing. Maybe just as dangerous. We're headed to a very bad place. And it is not inappropriate that a Venezuelan company counted our votes. Thank you.
0: Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you just watched the most important press conference that you have ever seen in this country's history. Nothing is bigger than what you just saw. Now, here's what I'm going to do. And and for those of you watching this video, watching this episode of Over the Line, you know that this thing is going on a a long time. So uh, if you wanted to skip past that part and you've already seen this press conference, that's fine. But I'm glad we carried the whole thing because you can guarantee yourself that the media is not going to be covering this press conference. You can also guarantee yourself that social media is going to do whatever they can to suppress that so this will be a safe space for that press conference to be if you want to go want to come and see it you know this is the way to do it just go to the youtube channel listen to it on the podcast whatever but what i'm going to do now is i'm going to try and summarize what we just heard because we heard multiple bombshells and a a pretty good explanation of a small percentage of the evidence that they have and it's already enough evidence to change the outcome of this election this is absolutely shocking to say the least so i I did what i could to keep up with all that so i'm going to give you what i took away from it now you've heard us explain that there's several facets to this this uh, legal team and what they are attacking you notice that rudy giuliani is going after the votes the in-person votes the, the, the mail-in votes, the discrepancies, the the observers that didn't get to observe the ballots being counted. And then Sidney Powell, who is going on the technology side of, of looking into Dominion and how votes were tabulated, where those votes went, where these machines came from, who's working on them, all that kind of stuff. And it's a lot. And for these guys to be able to get all that information in a matter of two weeks— is is absolutely amazing. Nobel Peace Prize type of stuff. These guys are obviously the best in the profession to be able to pull this off. So what you heard at the beginning of that press conference, Rudy Giuliani, he comes out and starts laying out cases. He starts off with Pittsburgh, and he's like, listen, in Pittsburgh, we had 15,000 provisional ballots. Okay, provisional ballots are ballots that... Where people show up to vote in person and then they're told, oh no, you've already voted by mail. And they're like, I didn't vote by mail, what are you talking about? 15,000, that number is astronomical compared to what it should be. How do you have 15,000 cases of people that supposedly voted by mail that didn't know they voted by mail? That's obviously a problem. He also talked about Michigan where they've got 220 affidavits in Michigan alone, of people that have sworn to a statement under the the, the penalty of perjury, under the penalty of jail time, saying, I saw this corruption going on. There's a Democrat uh, in Michigan, somebody who wanted Joe Biden to win, that signs a sworn affidavit. Uh, Her name is Jessie Jacobs. She agreed for Rudy Giuliani to put her name out there, but unfortunately, she will probably have her life threatened at this point. She sw- she swore to this affidavit that she witnessed cheating that she was one of the poll workers she was instructed to change the date on these mail in ballots the ballots that came in late that the supreme court said you can't count them after the fact she was instructed to change the dates to backdate them to make sure they were legal she also witnessed poll workers uh, following voters to the voting booth and not only intimidating them, but then coaching them on how to vote for Joe Biden and the Democrats. She was also told by her superiors, by her supervisors, as people came to vote, do not ask for ID, do not ask for any identification. You just give these people their ballot and you take their word on who they say they are. She also observed many people voting twice and was instructed even on the mail-in ballots, to not look for any signatures or any discrepancies and not to disqualify any of them. We've talked about that at length, about how low that number of disqualified mail-in ballots there were, and it is nothing compared to what we've seen before. As I said, Supreme Court ruled that you cannot count the ballots that came in after 8 p.m. on Election Day. She was told by her superiors, to still count those ballots. There is in Wayne County, this is within Michigan, where they've got 100 affidavits signed by people that are swearing under the penalty of perjury that they witnessed this cheating going on, that they witnessed ballots being counted multiple times, no verification checks, and many other shady dealings going on. Then you move over to Detroit. This is still what Rudy Giuliani has given us. He said, at 4 a.m. at the Detroit uh, vote counting center, you remember, if I'm not mistaken, the Detroit center was where they started putting up uh, putting up cardboard over the windows so nobody could see inside while they were counting, and they also kept out poll watchers or, or, or uh, Republican observers to make sure all these votes were legal. At at three or four a.m. in the morning. And I believe this is on the the morning of the fourth or the fifth that a truck pulls up. This truck pulls up, and the the poll workers, the people doing the counting of the votes, thought that this truck was a food truck. That was; they were obviously anticipating somebody bringing bringing the workers food, and so they, you know, they're in the middle of the night working. And they're like, "Oh, great! There's food!" Everybody runs out, but it turns out, according to these sworn affidavits, that they, 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 they witnessed ballots that were coming off of that truck. Boxes of ballots, bags of ballots, ballots in trash cans coming off of that truck. And once they started to be counted, they were shown to have no identification on them. Uh, all, all kinds of disqualifying the uh, things about the ballots. And they were, from what they could tell, almost all of them were for Joe biden then you move over to wisconsin i know this is a lot just try to process it you rewind this video or this podcast if you got to if you're trying to keep up in wisconsin republican observers were shut out as they were in many of the major cities this is the couple different cities in wisconsin the main one being milwaukee in wisconsin it is illegal to do that first of all but just in wisconsin it's illegal to do mass mail out ballots as some states had, in the 11th hour, decided they were going to do. So that's a big no-no. Wisconsin knows that mass mail-out ballots are susceptible to fraud, widespread fraud. So they say, if you're going to do a mail-in ballot, you have to request said ballot. We have to have proof that you requested it, and then we will, in fact, count it. They had an extreme amount of mail-in ballots come in that were not requested. But for some reason, in these major Democrat-run cities, they still got counted. And in a lot of these precincts in Wisconsin, they had an overvote. And what an overvote is, is when you get more votes than you have registered voters. Now, normally an overvote would be considered to be in place if you got 85, 90% of the vote because it's pretty much impossible to get that many registered voters to vote, 85, 90%. It wasn't just that in Wisconsin. There were precincts that were getting 150, 200, 300, and almost 350% of registered voters voting. That means there were three times the amount of people voting than were actually registered to vote in the state of Wisconsin. That should be terrifying. And that's evidence enough to flip that entire state. Now, over in Wayne County, Michigan, that was the exact reason that those two poll workers decided they weren't going to certify that election. They initially agreed to it because their family and their children were threatened by the two goober heads we showed you yesterday. But their reason was, hey, we've got overvotes here, and that's why we don't want to certify this thing. Then you move over to Sidney Powell. And again, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to give you everything in that press conference. You're going to go at the, go back and watch the entire thing if you want to get all the information out of there. But I'm trying to go through here as fast as I can. She talks about Dominion voting systems and how corrupt— Dominion Voting System is. Over the past two episodes, we gave you kind of an explainer on what Dominion Voting Systems is, where it came from, and what it was created for. She explained that as well in this press conference, but what the, the, the summary of what Dominion Voting Systems and what their part is in the election, it has constructed the biggest foreign interference in our election in this country's history. Bigger than Russia Gate, bigger than Russia collusion, bigger than anything you could ever think of. You couldn't even find this in a movie. But we are witnessing the biggest episode of foreign interference in this country's history. And what's important is, the Democrats have been telling you over and over and over that we've got a constitutional crisis on our hands. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Now you really got a constitutional crisis. So, Dominion was created in Venezuela for Hugo Chavez, okay? Hugo, you know how it works in Venezuela. They, they rig the election to make sure the, the dictators can stay in power and rule this country. Chavez gets with his team of people and says, hey, let's, let's create a voting system where we can just, through computers, make sure that this thing is set up and people don't vote for the other guy. So they do that. The the, one of the people involved in creating that software in creating these Dominion voting systems has gotten with the Trump legal team with an affidavit, a sworn statement describing how it was created, why it was created, and what they did with it, and who they have sold those those, uh, machines to, which are countries all over the world who have also rigged their elections. When he saw states, this guy that signed this affidavit, when he saw states stop counting on the on election night and the nights after, he knew exactly what was going on because he saw those exact same things happen in his country and other countries that were trying to reverse the results of an election. What happens is you have these machines set up with algorithms to make sure that the, the ratio for your guy stays higher than the other guy. So the machines are set up for Biden to always have the lead or to, if he loses the lead, to flip it around in the, the, the dark of night and make sure the next day he's got the lead. The machines algorithm weren't set high enough to handle the, the volume of Trump votes that came in in each of these states, in each of these cities, And so they had to stop it all and go reset the computers, add votes, and reset the algorithms. They've got proof of this. They knew exactly what was going on. This was all a plan from the beginning. You've also got a list, an entire list, Sidney Powell gave it to you, of anti-Trump people, Antifa people, involved in Dominion, involved in Smartmatic, which are the two companies that are involved in these voting systems that had made statements on social media during during meetings, recorded video, uh, postings online, that they had set this thing up to make sure Donald Trump didn't win and Joe Biden cruises to victory in their own words. There's also, on the mathematical side, where... You can just look at the raw numbers and realize it doesn't make sense. Batches that were entered in the middle of the night, 20 minutes apart, that were the exact same number of votes for each candidate. So as an example, they make a major dump of ballots. Who knows where they came from? 300,000, uh, uh, 572 were for Biden, and then 100,281 were for Trump. 20 minutes later, they make another dump of, of, of ballots, Joe Biden gets the same exact number of votes, and Trump gets the same exact number of votes. That's statistically impossible, mathematically impossible, for you to give two batches with the same amount of votes for each candidate. They've got algorithms in these machines to not only flip ballots from, in this case, Trump to Biden, but to actually trash votes for a particular candidate, in this case, Trump where they could literally get on a computer from anywhere in the world, grab the votes, highlight it with their mouse, and drag it over to the trash can, dump it, and they're never seen again. The software from Dominion was set up that way on purpose for that very reason. Dominion employees have already reached out to the Trump legal team and, in an attempt to tell them the truth don't know if they have sworn affidavits with those guys, but they have reached out to them and said, we want to work with you because we don't like seeing what's going on in this country. So the people involved with this corrupt voting system are now coming out to tell the truth. It's a mountain of evidence that is undeniable. And one of the more shocking things towards the end of that press conference, I heard Sidney Powell during the question and answer part was asked about something we talked about two episodes ago where Louis Gohmert said he had word that military members had seized a Dominion server in Germany and were currently analyzing it. Somebody asked Cindy Powell about that. She said, yes, I know somebody has gone and retrieved servers from Germany. But as of right now, I don't know if it's the good guys or the bad guys that got their hands on that. And what she means by good guys and bad guys, she either means the patriots within our government or the deep state within our government. Because if it's the bad guys, the FBI, the CIA has already proven to you that they're not going to do what's right. This is huge and it should shock you to your core after watching that press conference. That's just a fraction of everything that was revealed in that press conference just now. But it is absolutely shocking. We'll have more to talk about it on the show tomorrow, so make sure you do not miss it. It's going to be huge. Make sure you share this video. No telling if anybody's going to be able to find that press conference in its entirety, but it's right here on this video, youtube.com slash over the line. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell. You can also hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other platform you can think of. Woo! That's a lot, guys. (laughs) That is a lot. But that is the most important press conference that you have ever seen in your life. Whether you realize it or not, this is absolutely huge, and it busts this thing wide open. We've caught these guys dead to rights. Dead to rights. It's going to be a wild ride, so y'all hang on. Like I told you, keep the faith, because we got this. Until next time, See you, Colt.